0: Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in, so here we go. So in this episode, we're talking about the love loop.
1: Yes, we are.
0: And if you have no idea what that is, don't worry, because we're going to explain it to you. You just have to listen. So keep listening. Don't press stop and go to some other podcast right now, because we're going to talk to you about the love loop. If you don't listen to us, that'd be like not tying your shoes. You wouldn't do that, right? Huh? Oh, wow. Is that not a good way to start? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) whoops okay well okay well i'll give you one hint (laughs) it has something to do with gratitude and the power of thankfulness in your relationship in your marriage so uh now i don't want to just jump off and start talking about this before we do what tori and i love doing more than anything or i should say tori loves doing because this is a thing now
1: it is a thing and i'm so thankful for the people who have come through for me in the clutch and sent me their jokes you Uh, guys are so awesome and I'm going to start. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. How many okay. are we doing?
1: Um, Just probably two. Two, okay. Okay. So the first joke is from one of your buddies from your Bible study, JJ.
0: JJ Zavala. Yep. I call him JJZ.
1: <laughs> and he sent us some of the jokes that his kids love. And so for all of you parents out there that are looking for some funny jokes to start out your dinner.
0: Just go to JJ. <laughs>
1: take you're going to listen to these and feel free to use them at the dinner table with your kiddos tonight. The first one is from sweet Luca who's 5 years old. Luca, you're awesome. This is such a great joke. What do you call cheese that's not your that's not yours?
0: I have no idea.
1: Nacho cheese.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Give me enough time I might would have guessed that. That's a good one.
1: Good job, Luca. I, I loved it.
0: Appreciate you, Luca.
1: Okay. Here's from McKenna, Luca's sister. She's three. How does the ocean say hello? How? It waves. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Good job, McKenna. There you go. I loved it. AirDap. Okay. okay. And in light of what just happened this week, I know we're dating ourselves, but who cares, um, with Will Smith and oh. the Chris Rock slap.
0: Yeah. The slap heard around the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. There can be 100 people in a room, and 99 won't slap you, but one will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's clutch. Who told you that one?
1: I just saw it online.
0: You did? Okay, so n- no uh, no props nope, to anybody. No,
1: yeah, the first one was a shout-out, the second one.
0: But I like the fact that we've, we've now got people flooding in. I can say tens of tens <laughs> of people sending us their jokes. Yes, so keep, keep them
1: coming, people
0: yes i
1: love every time i get a joke i just laugh hysterically i do have take to it, admit Tor, <laughs>
0: tori laughs really hard at these things more than i do i'm i i do like to laugh at him. i i laugh harder when i see her laughing yeah so we've got some more jokes for you uh, we were in a trip at miami beach for my business we were doing this expert ownership um concentrated coaching event we invited all sorts of entrepreneurs. To go out to that. By the way, if you're ever interested in anything like that, go to expertownership.com. We got a new event coming up in Aspen in September. But uh, this is not a podcast for expert ownership. I've got that podcast. This is Beauty in Battle. And so what I love is that now that people are sending these jokes, I'm uh, I'm listening to people tell Tory these jokes. And so in Miami, this couple told Tory some of some of their jokes, and and obviously they're Cheesy, rated G, corny jokes. They're telling these jokes and Tori is laughing hysterically and I'm just kind of sitting there. I'm like, oh, I didn't think it was all that funny, but she's laughing so hard that I end up laughing. So remember, fighting together draws you together, but so does laughing together. Yes. It's an important thing.
1: It's medicine to the soul. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about love loop. Okay. When we're closing the love loop. Now we'll jump to to explaining exactly what we mean by love loop in just a second, but I want to start out with gratitude. Because the love loop is all about gratitude. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you what the love loop is. The love loop is when spouses are connected with nothing hindering their relationship, like a mm-hmm. wedding ring. Think about your wedding band your, your wedding band right now. So it's just a perfect circle, right? And it's fully connected. It's fully integrated. Like there's nothing separating your ring. There's nothing been cut, you know, anything like that. Obviously, if you ever jammed your finger and you've had some type of trauma, you might have to get your ring cut off. Well, then that means that the love loop has now been breached. You got to get it back. What Tori and I are saying is the key to staying in your love loop, which is that continual connection, is gratitude. Right. Okay. Now we'll talk more about love loop in just a second, but I want to jump into gratitude because when you read in the New Testament, and this is so great, I'm in 1 Thessalonians 1. When you read in the New Testament, you'll see so many times when Paul opens his letters, he's showing gratitude toward the people that he's writing to. And 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2, he says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I love seeing how many times... um, Paul talks about gratitude and how much and how thankful he is for the people that he's writing to. Mm. And you know what that does? It literally begins to bond you to, to that person who's showing that type of gratitude. Right. So Tori was talking the other day with me when we were walking around the block and she was talking about gratitude and how powerful it was and what she saw in the scripture as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're reading Luke and, um, going through the Bible in a year and, um, uh, in Luke 14, it just jumped out to me this week, um, just the balancing truth of scripture. You always talk about this to me, Jace, and it's just so powerful because so often we hear a scripture and sometimes we can almost um, you know, hyper focus on it without allowing the Holy Spirit to show us the balancing truth of that scripture. And I love in in Luke 14 how Jesus tells um Jesus does two teachings to the multitudes, right? And the first one, um, in um, Luke 14, 12 through 24, the first teaching, he says, um, okay, I'm just gonna read verse 12. Then Jesus turned to his hosts and he said, when you throw a banquet, don't just invite your friends, relatives, or rich neighbors, for it's likely that they will not return the fl- favor, I'm sorry. They can
0: return the flavor too. <laughs> the flavor or the favor. <laughs> Whichever one. I, I read it, that it all wrong. Works.
1: No, I actually read it wrong completely. Yeah, Don't th- just invite your friends, relatives, or rich neighbors, for it is likely they will return the favor, right? Uh, so you the it. those the people, uh the rich people, the people that have something to give back to you. Don't just invite them because they so that they can give it back to you, right? Yeah, Don't so, just give to get.
0: So he's talking about motive there, right. which is great.
1: It's better to invite those who never get an invitation. Invite the poor to your banquet, along with the outcast, the handicapped, the blind, those who could never repay the favor. Then you will experience a great blessing in your life. And at the resurrection of the godly, you will receive a full reward. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember hearing this scripture growing up and hearing it in different sermons and you know i'm a pastor's kid and so i remember my grandfather my dad doing teachings on this but i just i remember always kind of feeling like okay so you just you know it's so important that you don't um that we we do things out of a pure motive right so right after that teaching jesus follows up with this parable There was a man who invited many to join him in a feast. When the day for the feast arrived, the host instructed his servant to notify all the invited guests and tell them, Come, everything's ready now. But one by one, they all made excuses. One by one, they said, I cannot come. And then he goes on um, to say, the servant reports back to the host and told him of their excuses. The master becomes angry and he says, Okay, well, go at once throughout the city and invite anyone you find, the poor, the blind, the disabled, the hurting, the lonely, and invite them to my banquet. When the servant returns to the master, he says, Sir, I've done what you've asked, but there's still more room. So he says, Okay, we'll go out and, and bring more back to you. Persuade the beggars on the street, the, out, the outcasts, even the homeless. Urgent, urgently insist that they come and enjoy this feast and i just think it's so powerful that he's like don't don't just give to get right right but who did he when when those that he invited would not come who did he go out to get he went out to get those who could would um truly appreciate the gift that he was giving yeah right good. it's like he's so frustrated with these people who clearly are not grateful for the invitation that they were given clearly he has this gift for them this great feast and basically they stiff arm him and say I'm not going to receive it. So he goes to those that he knows will appreciate it. Mm. And I just think that that is such a powerful story. And I think that all throughout Scripture, he talks, all throughout Scripture, you see um, gratitude, the thread of gratitude all throughout Scripture and how powerful it is and how it closes the love loop. And in this story, you see how when you give something, it can only... If it's not received, there is an incompleteness yeah. Yeah. that that occurs, and I just, um, you know, the Lord really showed me this—the power of the love
0: loop—through
1: yeah. when we would throw our own parties. Oh yeah, yeah. So Jason and I, um, we've always had just a heart for for marriage, and when we first got married, we really didn't know how we could give in that way because we had small kids and Jason was run- was just super busy running the businesses and one way we felt like we could bless marriages was to throw a big Valentine's party for our couple friends every year. Yeah. And that was kind of like our way of giving to our friends and their marriages and to try to bless and bring people together. And, you know, when it started out some, like a first party, I think we just had, I don't know, like 50 people. And then there, the following years we started inviting like a ton of people. We had like a hundred or more. Yeah. And then we, so we've kind of scaled back. We've done, we've done it all. We've done small <laughs> parties. We've done big parties. We've gone back and forth. Um, <clears throat> But God is so good to speak to us through the, just through everyday events and through the, the, the things that we do. And he spoke to me so clearly through throwing these parties, mm. the power of the love loop. Right. Yeah. And I remember so many parties that we would throw because we would budget, right. We would, we would budget these parties and we set aside money because we want to make it really special for our couple friends. And so we um, would cater and we would buy them gifts and just try to make it really special. So, it was it was a lot of work for me. I was you know planning it for several months out of the year and then um and then also it was it was it was um you know, it was expensive, and yeah. it was something that we had to budget and put aside. and so I remember there being you know w- the times that we would do really big ones. I remember one time we did one for over a hundred people, and I had the gift at the door, um you know, it was like a little gift card for each couple to go away with. And a bunch of the couples that came to the party and, you know, we had like a really nice catered hot dinner um, and, you know, they they left without saying goodbye or saying thank you. Mm. And I'm sure I could easily have done something like this myself at a party that's big like that, where you're not really, you know, you're thinking, oh, they're busy, you know, whatever. So I I don't fault these people because I learned something really powerful through this. Um, but you know, some of the people would come and go with and grab the gift on the way out, um, because they were all gone at the end, so they knew that they took the gifts, but without saying anything, without saying thank you, um, for right. having us and, and so they didn't mean it. They didn't it's mean just it. what no, happened. It they didn't. And like I said, I learned something really powerful through this. And i remember feeling really like kind of disconnected. Disconnected, like, wait a minute, did they receive the gift I give gave to them? Like did did they enjoy it? It's like they, there's a
0: breach in the loop.
1: There was a breach. It was like, I don't know if they had fun. I don't know if they, you know, like all the the games and the things that we planned. I don't even know if they enjoyed it because I there was no um there was no communication. There was no verbal gratitude yeah. that would say, Okay, what you did blessed me. Um yeah. I received it. And then it closes that loop. Bam. You got right? connection. You got you know, connection. You know
0: what I should do real quick is let, let me go ahead and define the love loop again. And then I'm going to show you exactly what Tori is talking about through that situation and what it looks like in terms of actual semantics. Like how, how do we put words around this? So obviously the love loop we said at the beginning is when both spouses are connected with nothing hindering the relationship. Now it's not just spouses. It's actually with people too. So we all have love loops with people. It's when there's nothing that's hindering the relationship. So now here, here's, here's why we call it the love loop. When your spouse or someone, like in Tori's situation with our, our friends you know, at our Valentine's party, when your spouse does something for you, it opens up half a loop. Right. So just imagine in your mind half of your wedding ring, just half of it. Now, when you do something for somebody, if I do something for Tori, like I vacuum the floor when she's out at grocery shopping. So what I've done is I've kind of opened up that half loop right now. What she's done by going out and grocery shopping and not requiring me to do it. She's also opened up her half loop. Like you're always open up when you're, when you're doing something for your spouse. um, Dr. John Gottman calls that a bid. Mm. It's a bid for approval, for affection. It's a bid for attention. It's like, this is my bid. So I, I vacuum the floor. Tori comes home. If she expresses gratitude, What that does is now that closes the loop and it results in connection. So I've opened up a half loop, which is like, hey, I'm going to do something for her. I'm thankful for her. So I'm going to do something for her. Then she expresses gratitude. It closes the loop and that's the love loop. Now, listen, unexpressed gratitude leaves the loop open and results in disconnection. Mm. So if she comes in and she sees it and maybe she feels thankful in her heart, but she doesn't express it, there's disconnection. There's something in me that needed, her to be grateful. And that's why I look at, um, uh, those two parables that, that Tori just told, you know, the one is Jesus says, and it's not necessarily a parable, but he says, if you, if you're doing something like your motive for doing something, shouldn't be to get something in return. Right. right. If you're the giver, then your motive needs to be pure. But then he flips it around and he says, now, if you're the receiver, right. Right. If right, you're the exactly. receiver, you need to show gratitude. Yes. Cause he says like, if, if I want you to, uh, to, if you're going to do this party, I want you to go out and invite people that can't give back to you, right? And then he flips it around and is basically like, if you've been invited to a party, like if you're the receiver, you need to be grateful. You need to be grateful. Mm-hmm. You need to be appreciative because that's what he has done. He died on the cross, and if we don't receive that as a gift with gratitude in our heart that he took our sin, yes. then we don't get it. We're right. disconnected from our heavenly Father, and we and the love loop is not closed. Right now, here's the key. If you feel gratitude, so if Tori walks in and she feels gratitude, but she doesn't express it, express it to me. So I vacuum the I vacuum the floor. She walks in and sees it, and she feels gratitude, but she doesn't uh, express it. It's not just uh, it it doesn't just result in disconnection. It's received as ingratitude, right? Like she's not thankful, which communicates rejection. Mm. See, that's the danger of not expressing and showing gratitude, especially in marriage. Right. So it's, that's why I say, you know, c- catch your spouse doing something that they always do yeah. that you take for granted and thank them for it. What you're doing is closing that love loop and creating it brings connection c- connection. Yep. That's yep. exactly. So right. the
1: love loop is giving in love, receiving with gratitude. There right? you go. It's just like the parable, just like the teaching that Jesus gave. When you give, do it in love. When you receive, receive it with gratitude. And that's what closes the love loop. And it's so powerful. And I'm so glad that the that the Lord brought me through that because I remember going through that um, with the party and feeling very strongly like, maybe I'm doing this for the wrong reason, right? Maybe I'm just, you know, am I only doing it because I want gratitude? Mm-hmm. And that was something the Lord had to really, you know, like I had to really work through. Like, maybe I'm just maybe I'm doing this for the wrong reason because it hurts me when I don't feel like people received it. Yeah, And so the Lord was working on me with that. At the same time, he was showing me the power of connection that comes through gratitude. Yeah, And so, yes, when we get there, you know, our motive has to be in love, not to receive yeah. gratitude, to do it straight out of love. Just like God loves us. Right. He still loves us when we don't show him gratitude all the time. Yeah. Right. He's, You know, but there are certain
0: things that we don't get if we don't show gratitude. Exactly, you don't get invited to the party. Yeah, if you're not showing gratitude, you can't come in. Like that's that is a biblical principle, and so I think it's the exact same with presence. That's why um, God says in Psalm 100, "Enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise." Mm. You know, gates and courts—that's the temple. And in the Old Testament time, that's where the presence of God was. And he's like, if you want in, if you want my presence, it's got to start with Thanksgiving. It's got to start with gratitude in your heart and expressing that gratitude. And then you get my presence. But without that, you don't. And it's the same thing for us as spouses. If I want Tori's presence, I got gratitude. Mm. If she wants my presence, gratitude. You know, the beauty of that is that when you release, when you uh, express gratitude, what it does, inside your brain is it releases two particular chemicals. I've, I've said this a lot. I've got it in our book as well. It releases dopamine and oxytocin. Mm. Dopamine is the feel-good chemical. Like You actually will feel good. If you're expressing gratitude, if you're feeling and expressing gratitude to God and to others, it releases dopamine. It feels good to do that. But it also releases oxytocin, which is the bonding chemical. And when you feel and express gratitude for somebody, and towards somebody, it draws you to that person. Yep. And in that person, when you express that type of gratitude, it releases oxytocin and dopamine in their brains, mm. so they feel good and they feel drawn to you. Now, let me just pause one second. This is why oftentimes you see uh, affairs right. starting with people at work. Right. You're working with somebody of the opposite sex, or or shoot, nowadays could be of a, of the same sex, mm. whatever. But you're you're working with somebody, and you're if you start feeling and expressing deep gratitude toward that person that goes beyond just a transaction. Yeah. You're going to find yourself drawn to that person, even if you're not attracted to them physically. Right. Right. And that person will find themselves drawn to you. It's dangerous.
1: Yeah. It's so important to understand what happens with gratitude, the chemical reaction, because you should not appreciate like a man should not appreciate another woman's body. Oh yeah, a woman should not appreciate another man's compliments and seeing her body. (laughs) Right, right. You know his appreciation for her. That's right. That you. We have to be self-aware enough to know when this is happening, Mm -hmm. because you're right. We've we've had a lot of couples in our in our living room, and it started with uh, misguided appreciation.
0: Yeah, that's good. Has anybody thanked you that I need to go whack in the (laughs) face? (laughs) Okay, so here's a couple definitions, and then we'll wrap this up here in just a minute. Uh, Gratitude is the inward feeling of kindness received. So that's how we define gratitude. It's the inward feeling of kindness received. Thankfulness is the desire to express that feeling. Thanksgiving is following through on that desire. Mm. So Tori comes in, and uh, she's making breakfast for the kids this morning. I felt gratitude toward her because I'm like it's a, it's actually very kind what she's doing for our kids right now. you know those are my kids. Mm-hmm. My, thankfulness inside of me is the desire to actually express that. Thanksgiving would be going one step further and actually letting those words come out of my mouth. Thank you. you're awesome. Thank you for doing this for the kids. Thank you for always doing this for the kids. If you do those you go through those three things you're experiencing the gratitude then thankfulness is your desire to express it and thanksgiving is following through on that desire you will close the love loop. Mm. And as Tori said you be careful with who you do that with. Right. You can't be doing you can't be going through that process with somebody that you shouldn't be drawing close to. But if you want to draw close to your primary core relationships then it happens through gratitude and what we call the love loop. So you know, I have a couple quick pointers on how you can draw close to your spouse okay. through gratitude, Just, and I just wanted to mention them real quick. Um, so how are you going to increase gratitude? Number one, pay attention to little things that you typically take for granted. So pay attention to those little things. Mm. Two, focus on the good you can be thankful for. Not the junk yeah. that you can't be thankful for. I mean, everybody's got stuff in their lives that right. you're like not thankful for. Right. <laughs> so focus on the good. Uh, three, you you can experience the emotion of gratitude by putting yourself in different shoes. So, for instance, uh, if I didn't have Tori, mm. what would my life be like? Yeah. If I didn't have my husband or my spouse or whatever, what would my life be? Put yourself in different shoes, and that will help you experience the emotion of gratitude for your spouse. Yeah, I um, love that. Let me give you two quick, two more quick ones. Um, have a, have a habit of thanking God for your spouse. So yes. every time you get up in the morning and you're praying with the Lord, remember he's not just your father, he's your father-in-law. Mm. Thank him for giving you your spouse. Right. You know, there's a verse specifically for men that says um uh houses and wealth are inherited from fathers. Right. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. Like a prudent wife, God almighty is the one who gave you that bride. Like thank him. And if if you're like she's not so prudent right now, well then you help her become that. Like you you can often tell the 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 relation, a man's relationship with God by just looking at his spouse's face, right? Just look at his wife's face. Is she blossoming? That kind of thing. So Tori, you better smile when people see you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And last, last, very simple, express, express, express your gratitude. The more you express your gratitude to your spouse, the more you'll want to express and then the more they'll want to express to you. So that's the love loop.
1: I love that. And I, and when you think back to our dating years, like we naturally had the love loop going. Oh yeah. So, you know, we didn't have to think about it, it came very naturally, but now we have to do with intention, the things that came naturally.
0: Well, you we do. I, I'm, I feel it naturally. <laughs> you have to force yourself.
1: <laughs> well, it sometimes you have to stir it up. That's right. I mean, life gets busy. There's a lot of responsibilities.
0: That's right. And you start up with those little five points mm-hmm. that I just gave you there. So, but that's the love loop. God has made you to be connected to your spouse And you do it through gratitude. And when you do that, you'll not only grow close to your spouse, but you'll grow close to the God who gave your spouse to you. That's a powerful place to be. That
1: is. And you know how we normally end. Would you rather? Oh. And I forgot my book inside. We're sitting in this room off of our garage right now. And we literally in our robes and we have a very high maintenance dog who does not like to be away from us. And so we gave him a bone out the front door and we ran (laughs) <laughs> sprinted out to this room with our um, computers.
0: Yeah, you so know that,
1: what? So that, we, that Rocky didn't follow us, and I forgot the book. I need so, to.
0: I need to get you on video sprinting in your robe and your little UGG slippers. So let everybody see it.
1: Let's. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, that's give, easy. Give me a would you rather? Okay, off Tor, the cuff.
0: Would you rather have hot dog fingers or fish eyes?
1: <laughs> you remember one of those? That's like a real one. Um, I think we, do we do that one? I don't know, okay. but it's a Hot good dog one. finger or, or fish, fish eyes, hot dog fingers all day.
0: You can wear gloves. Yes. Right.
1: Or you just hide your hands.
0: That's very good. Or you can just sit on your hands, you know? Good job. Yeah. Put a little sauerkraut with that and you're good to go. Ugh. Oh, Gosh. disgusting. Okay. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Send if you, in your jokes. And send in your jokes. And the way to do that is to go to at Jason and Tori on Instagram. And Tori, who monitors that account, will look at it and she'll laugh hysterically. And then she'll tell a joke and give you props.
1: And you know what? If for some reason I don't respond to you, DM me. Because JJ, I did not even get your your um, jokes until Jason told me. And I had to like go, f- I don't know. I'm figuring this whole thing out. Mm, that's but if good. for some reason I don't respond to you, be persistent.
0: <laughs> I like this. Be persistent.
1: All right. See you guys.
0: See you next time. Bye. Uh,